Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Welcome back to Real Adventures for BF Goodrich, celebrating 150 years. It's time for The Social Club. If you've got a question for Aaron or I, make sure you send it into our Real Adventures Facebook or Instagram page, or better yet, log on and download our app. It's free in the App Store, and you can have a chat to Aaron and I, as well as look up recipes, plenty of fishing tips and tricks, and Red's reviews. Redmond, the first one for you is from Travis. Uh, what size squid is best eating? Go in the small ones, Pat. Now, the reason for it, I don't think it actually changes. I've eaten big squid too, and, but the problem with them is they're harder to cook. So it's actually about the cooking side of it. You can't get them as soft and tender. Where those little calamari, you put them on the fry pan for 30 seconds and flick it around a couple of times, they pretty much come out soft every single time. I, I quite often... A little cheat way, if you're being lazy, I buy a few of them just when I have people over so I don't have to make too much of a mess, is, you know, the uh, in Woolworths, you just, the underneath the spices rack, they've got a packet of, it's, it's a green packet, I don't know the brand of it, I always forget the brand of it, but you can't miss it, it says salt and cal- uh, says salt and pepper calamari flour pre-mixed, and for some reason, it always tastes better than the one that I make at home. So I recommend finding that, it's really <laughs> nice, it's really good to use, and just chuck that on with a bit of oil in the pan and just drop your squid, like I said, 30 seconds and it works a treat. And like, if, if the missus is giving me credit, then you know it's actually tasting pretty good. And those big ones, you can use them to eat. There's nothing wrong with using those big squid to eat. But for chasing snapper in the bay and offshore, those big juicy calamari rings, I think if you want to get a snapper, they do make those different as well, Pat. I just think the, the big round, big round tubes big pieces, nice and thin, rather than using the small ones and having them fat and not as tall. So that there is definitely a good point as well if you are going to be chasing some snapper. Next question, Pat, is from Graham. I'm looking at purchasing a new trailer at the moment. What are your thoughts on gal versus aluminium? Patrick? Well, when people talk about galvanised trailers, basically it's hot. It's a hot-dipped galvanised finish. But I think the... The big change over the last few years has been building them from aluminium. And I'm a big fan of aluminium simply because it reduces the overall weight of the trailer. And for me, with the boat I've got, and I've got two, two boats. I've got a Stadycraft 1550, so it's smaller. And that's a hot-dipped um, galvanized trailer. And I use that simply because it, it's cheaper versus the... 750 North Bank that's just about or being built at the moment, weight was a real concern. Um, and I think early days people were a bit concerned around aluminium. Is it as strong? Um, there's been, you know, it's less of an issue now because they've been in the market for, for a long period of time. But early on it's like, oh, we haven't seen these before. Are there going to be issues when it comes to longevity and these sorts of things? Um, the other reason I think aluminium is brilliant is because it's far 
or just doesn't corrode, far less uh, prone to corrosion um, and therefore last longer. So um, it's all, it all always comes back to budget. If you've got a good budget, I would go aluminium, but there's certainly reasons to go galvanised trailers. Also, they, aluminium does resist rust and corrosion better than gal as well, Pat, which is a massive thing too. So that going into salt water quite a bit, which for myself, which is basically every day, that's a factor for me. But price as well. It comes down to your budget too because they can be very pricey, aluminium trailers as well. Like I know... No doubt. Like, yeah. so, I think, yeah, so trailers are up to 20 grand at times. Like, be like looking at a trailer for your bigger boat... You gotta, are you only going two wheels on it or three? No, nah, it's just dual wheels. Just, so yeah, just dual. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and you, bigger the boat you get, the more expensive obviously it's going to be. And you're like, for those three wheel trailers, you're looking at over 20 grand at times, Pat. We're down to a little six meter one with me. You're looking at over 10 grand, like 12 grand. So they are yeah. a pricey, they are a pricey product to, uh, to, to purchase. Yeah. What they do do is you have a good trailer you're far more inclined to actually use your boat, tow it, trailer it to different places, yeah, versus having a crap trailer and then never being inclined to want to take it anywhere other than the five minutes away local boat ramp. And it's just funny you say that. Honestly, do you know how many people don't travel due to their trailer? Like, Honest to God, there is so many people that that say, I'm not, nah, nah, my trailer's no, nah, my trailer's no good. I'm not doing that. And that's reduced, that restricts your, your fishing. So, yes, they can be pricey, but I think it is an investment well worth purchasing. Aaron, next question is from Timothy. When it comes to burly buckets, do you prefer steel burly buckets or plastic? I'm looking for a new one, but I don't want to spend too much. You are, you've got two purposes for them. Your lead burly cages, your steel ones, that's the only one I would buy ever. Those little plastic ones, which are pretty ordinary at times, they're quite cheap. The only thing I would probably use them for is maybe putting breading to catch garfish with the sock that it comes with. That's pretty much yeah. it. Those big, <laughs> those steel ones, uh, steel lead cages, we'll call them, and we talk about them on the show all the time for whiting, whatever it is. You could, you comes with a, a, a mesh, a gutter, me- a gutter mesh that sits actually in it, and it can control the flow of burley that's coming out of it anyway. So for 40 bucks or 60 bucks, depending on the size, the smaller ones are roughly 40, give or take. I just use the hook'em ones and the $60 ones are the tall ones. doesn't make a difference. You have small or big. The only thing that I would recommend to do is adding weight. The reason for this is tidal waters, for example, like myself that I fish, you need it to hold bottom. You You don't want it to be... Yes, they come lead weighted already, but if you get a nice strong tide that I had during the week, beautiful tides, your cages will end up floating in the top of the water because they're not that quite not quite heavy enough. So what I do is I've actually managed to find two lead circles and I've just like quite heavy and I just cable tied them to the bottom of it. You can put a a, uh, a lead weight, so for example, a dive weight, which are about a kilo and a half each. You can drop that in the bottom of it as well. But the problem is when you're mashing your pillies up, it gets all over it and stinks in the end. So if you can keep it on the outside... That's the way I'd be going. You see plenty of boats with externally mounted burly buckets. I'm assuming you're not a subscriber to mounting the burly bucket on the back of your boat. They are unless good. You, unless you're chasing sharks. Yeah, that's all I was going to say. The only thing they're good for is sharks. Uh, yeah, you won't be drilling any holes in the back of my boat to put that on. I'll give you the tip, Pat. It's not. It's not definitely not the first thing I'll be putting on. I probably won't put it on. For sharks, I actually just use 
a good point is just a scale bag. So a whiting scale bag is fantastic to use. You could chuck that out the side of the boat. And you and I have caught a couple of big sharks together. And just the scale bag over the side with a nice burly log that you know where it's been made from. That's a key. You don't want to go buying rubbish from the servo that you don't know what it is. Some servos locally closer to fishmongers and that buy the logs off them. And they, well, they store them there. They, they're great. But don't buy crappy ones. It's, it just doesn't increase your chances in catching a fish. Uh, last question is from Sean. Hi, boys. Uh, I've just recently purchased a boat and the clears on it are shot to pieces. Is there anything I can do to restore them or do they need replacing? Once they go... Got some bad news. Yeah. i got, <laughs> got some bad news for you, Sean. Unfortunately, clears are one of those things, unless you treat them well, uh, you, you need to replace them because once they scratch, it's actually indentations in that actual plastic itself. So there's nothing you can do. You can't buff them out. It's not like... <laughs> I was just about to say that. There's no buff going to get yeah. that out. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not a glass or anything. And even a lot of, a lot of the windshields that, um, you know, that runabout boats use are often perspex and they themselves can scratch them. And once they're scratched, you can't, you can't fix it. It's not like dealing with glass, is it? No, you're spot on, and you clears it. I'm going into the six meter north bank, and I'm I'm a bit worried. I'll be honest with you. I went the six meter north bank. I'm a bit worried about the clears. So, because I've had a hard top for so long, the the window side of it. If but the problem is, if you don't look after your hard top's window, your glass by using Rainex and keeping it clean. So after I travel anywhere, so if I'm going to Portland tomorrow, which I'm well and truly not, when I get there, I get the fly, <laughs> I get the flies off the windscreen for the next day just because I don't want to be sitting there sending someone around the front trying to, no, no, I get it. And then once you touch the windscreen when you're on the water, in the inside or out, you're not going to ever fix it for that day unless you have Windex or something to get that glass. Once you smudge it, if you're in a car and you, hit, you, you put your hand on the window, it stuffs your windscreen up in seconds. So don't, Go using your hands and that on glass. Use Rainex and Windex before you go out. And with the clears, yeah, like it's a, it's it's they they're good for a while. But when they do scratch, like you said, if you don't look after them properly, they're going to be screwed, and you're basically going to catch a hell of a lot less fish if you can't see. That is the Social Club. If you've got a question for Aaron or I, make sure you shoot it into our Real Adventures Facebook or Instagram page as well as our Real Adventures app that you can download at the App Store. Uh, it is time for our dream boating destinations, Redmond, and I'm not sure you're necessarily going to be towing your boat this far north. We're talking about Swears Island this morning, which is an island uh, in the Gulf of Carpentaria in Queensland, and it is very, very remote. It reminds me a lot of Groot Island, um, but in terms of an isolated fishing destination where you aren't going to see too many people, this is just about as good as it gets, Aaron. I said to you, you sort of said at the start of this, you're like, oh, this place. And I said, you sort of like, oh, no, it's pretty isolated. And I'm like, that's the best thing I've heard all day. I'd love to go isolated place. It'd be unreal to fish there. So I'm, I said, we've got to do this one. This is a place that now I'd never heard of it before until you mentioned. And some of the fish they catch here, Pat, sweet lip, which is one of the tastiest fish going around. You've got finger, which are... Uh, also, you've got Golden Trevally, Nanagai, all sorts of parrotfish. And in winter, obviously, with the colder water that comes through, you've got the pelagic fish, and you're going to see Spanish mackerel. You're going to have grey mackerel, giant trevally, queenfish, basically everything. Of course, the cobia, Pat, the, uh, I caught a monster one of those uh, in Cairns last year, which was nice to catch. Snuck a oh, sneaky jig it, down just it. before the show finished. Head wobble moment. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good fish. But... This place, like you said, I wouldn't be towing a boat. 
the Gulf waters out that way are they can get dangerous very quickly. It can be literally glass calm, no wind, and then it can be gale force within minutes. And you're talking 25 plus knots. So I would recommend attending a charter boat over there. Uh, it'd be one of the, yeah, it'd be definitely the what I would be doing if I was heading there. Um, and you've got Swears Fishing Adventures, which is a fantastic. I've done a bit of research on this, and they work really well out of that area. So Swears Fishing Adventures, if you are going to head to Swears Island. It's important to uh, note also during this year with COVID-19, uh, Swears Island has reopened, but it's in a very limited capacity, and they're only taking bookings from Queensland um, residents and um regional um, Queensland residents. So if you're from interstate, it's not an option, unfortunately, but that is the world we live in at the moment. Everyone hates us. <laughs> Everyone does. Uh, that's our dream boating destination for this morning. This is Real Adventures for BF Goodridge. Get up to $150 cash back when you purchase four or more BF Goodridge passenger or SUV tiles. Get in before September 30. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.